It's time for the first federal Pella Window Store Little League matchup on Newstalk 1400 DWS. Tonight's matchup is brought to you by First Federal Savings Bank, serving Champaign County since 1908. And by Pella Window Store, proudly supplying Pella windows and doors for the past 50 years to East Central Illinois. Tonight's game can also be heard live on our website at WDWS.com. And now, let's go to the field for tonight's game. And good evening. Welcome to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. It's championship night here at Zahn Park in Champaign. I'm Michael Kaiser alongside Tim Dittman. First up tonight will be the third place game between Bacon, Van Buskirk, and Coons. And then the championship game will be Dodds and First Federal. And we're looking forward to both of these games tonight. But uh, it's going to be a fun atmosphere as always. Kind of a warm, muggy night. Uh, Check the rain. Hopefully the rain holds off tonight. There's a chance of shower, slight chance holds off for both of these games here tonight. Uh, but the kids uh, have been waiting for this night, uh, especially the championship game. And uh, this is, I think, my favorite time of the season for Little League as well. You know, I enjoy all the games we get to do, but this is the night where the atmosphere changes dramatically. Yeah, it's a community fixture for many, many years. They've been out at Zahn for, I believe, 21 years now under the lights. Uh, the kids know what's at stake, the big first-place trophy, and uh, the fans come out in droves as well. We expect a few hundred people out here tonight, and uh, it's, it's, again, a real rallying point for this community to support these youngsters, for them to have fun out there, and also to develop skills as well that they're going to use uh, once they get into uh, high school ball and maybe even college ball for some of these kids. So, yes, it's, it's a very fun night. Well, if you missed the semifinal action the other night, of course, we had both those games right here on DWS, and they're at our website, WDWS.com. Uh, first Federal with a rally to win that game 3-2 to two over Coons on Monday night, and then Dodds uh, defeated Bacon 7-3 to three to advance the championship game. But uh, Bacon's the number four seed, Coons is the number six seed. Bacon is 9-8 and eight overall, while Coons is 9-11 and 11 on the season. So both these teams trying to get a win in their last game of the season. And we'll have two teams get to do that tonight. But uh, the, really the matchup later on tonight, to have a record between two teams, a combined 30-3. and three. Dodds is 15-1, and one, First Federal is 15-2. You don't see that too often when you have both squads with that tremendous of a record. You might have two you know, somewhat close to the record, but to have three total losses combined is pretty incredible, and that, that's going to be a dynamite of a game. Yeah, one seed versus the two seed. Dodds, the one, First Fed, the two. Uh, they've been playing fantastic baseball. Both teams in their semifinal matchups on Monday looked really dialed in. And uh, I expect a very competitive championship game. And I think this third-place game is going to mm -hmm. be competitive as well. Neither uh, game on Monday night was a blowout, so that tells me all four of these teams are good. They deserve to be here. I think we're going to see two well-played games. Yeah, that's, of course, different from last week when uh, three of the four games were not uh, competitive and the other one was a shutout game. So the two games on Monday night were, were tremendous games. And you remember that Bacon down 7-2 going to the sixth inning, scored one run, made it 7-3, and three and had the bases loaded with two outs and were in a position where they can get a couple more hits, could have tied that game against such a tremendous team like Dodds. Uh, so Bacon uh, did not go down without fighting the other night. No, and I think they're going to use that as motivation, knowing how close uh, they were. Again, they want to be one of two teams that end their season on a win. Well, the Coons will be the first uh, team up to the plate tonight, and they'll be followed by Bacon here in the bottom of the first inning. So Coons coached by Jim Riley, who also coaches third base. 
There's a foul ball. No, it's fair. It goes up to the second baseman. Easy throw over to first base to retire. Isaiah Allen, the leadoff hitter for Coons here tonight. Brandon Snyder also do up then Josh Curcell. Snyder, the center fielder. Curcell, the pitcher here tonight. Rest of the lineup, Jacob Riley at first base. Wyatt Brownfield at third. Sathias McCary catching. Gabe Schaub in right. J.D. Clodney in left. And Tate Sauer, the shortstop for Coons. That's your batting order for Joseph Coons and company here tonight. Here's the pitch. Pop up. Out to right field, the right fielder coming on. Drops in between the second baseman and the right fielder. Kyan Pope couldn't get there in time. Jake Miller also couldn't get there. So a one-out hit for Brandon Snyder, the center fielder. Yeah, off the inner part of the bat, but still made decent contact. Just a little bloop single falling in that Bermuda Triangle area between the center fielder, right fielder, and second baseman. And Coons is in business here in the top of the first. Josh Kersell, the pitcher. Third man to bat here at the top of the first inning. Snyder down at first base. Imagine Snyder will take off at the first opportunity he gets. Here's the pitch. Fouled hard off to the right out of play. A little late on the swing there, otherwise that could have played it a run. Nice cut there by Josh Kersell. Josh Kersell one for three the other night. Was out at home. That was a key play in that game for Coons, who was leading two to nothing at the time. Here's the pitch outside. Walter Pankow on the mound for Bacon. Get the nine and eight on the season. Right-handed pitcher. Pitches out of the stretch. Pitches high and inside, ducking out of the way is Josh Gersell. And a nice stab there by Cameron Murphy behind the dish to prevent that one from getting to the screen. Not, a difficult, not an easy ball to catch when the batter's ducking out of the way. Here's the pitch. Strike. Uh, Bruce Butler, umpire down between the first and second out there tonight. There's a pop-up out of play behind us. To a mom walking up. She tries to swat at it with her sandal, with her foot. Very nonchalant attempt, if I do say so. But she didn't dive out of the way. She just waited for it to come her direction. She's literally walking up to the field. Here's a little ground ball to the second baseman. Throw to second for one. Throw to first. Not in time. Legging out the infield single as Josh Kersell hustling down the line. Nearly a double play for, for Bacon. Yeah, he was on there by a whisker. That was a nice job defensively by Miller and Brandau, the middle infielders for Bacon. But again, just a hair late. Cade Cox stretching out over first base, trying to make the grab in time. But Kersell hustling down the line. So now Pankow with a runner at first base and two outs. There's a strike. Coons with the Royal Navy Blue jerseys. The red, white, and blue camouflage sleeves. Jacob Riley. There's a ball. Tremendous outing for Jacob Riley the other night. Had 13 strikeouts. He's playing first base tonight for Coons. The pitcher's duel in the first semifinal game. 24 total strikeouts. Ball in the dirt. Gets away. Kersell dancing off of first base. Goes back. And depending on what his pitch count was Monday, it's possible we could see Jacob Riley in relief tonight which would be a big boon to the uh, Coons defense. 
Right-handed hitter holds the bat down the knob. Line drive into center field. And it's going to get down for a base hit as it drops in front of the center fielder. Jacob Mercer, no chance to get there. So a two-out base hit, moving Kersell into second base. Jacob Riley at first base, and now Coons with a runner in scoring position, a chance to get on top here first, just like they did on Monday night. And that one was in the lower half of the strike zone, and it was like shooting fish in a barrel for Jacob Riley. He just went down and got it, hit it right off the fat part of the bat for a base hit. Strike gets on the outside corner. Strike is called. The ball gets away from the catcher. Both runners move up to second and third now with two outs. So Walter Pankow in kind of a jam here. Wants to keep this game scoreless. Got to work his work cut out for him here. Here's the pitch. Fouled off to the screen. Now remember the coaching staff's going to come out and talk to Pankow. Just calm him down a little bit. Tap him on the back. Say, hey, you got this kid. It's an intense moment here in the game for Coons. Don't want to miss opportunities tonight. Only was able to put up two runs the other night. Holds the bat just above the knob. Does Wyatt Brownfield. There's a ball. Two and one the count. Brownfield the third baseman for Coons. Again, trying to strike first. Cursell at third, Riley at second. Here's a little blooper into center field. It drops in for a hit. At least one run is going to come around to score. That's Cursell, Jacob Riley. Here's the play at the plate. Not in time. And into second base on the throw is Wyatt Brownfield. So a single, a two-run single and advances to second on the throw. And Coons up two to nothing here in the first inning, just like they were the other night. And again, nothing fancy, just textbook hitting by these Coons batters. They are waiting on their pitches. Pankow has thrown a lot of off-speed pitches and just daring the Coons hitters to try and get a bat on it, and they're doing exactly that and driving them into the outfield. It's been all good for the Coons offense so far. There's a strike. No one won the count. To Sathias McCary, the catcher. Got his Michigan State color batting helmet on. The compression camouflage sleeve with some Hunter Green in it. There's a foul off to the right, strike two. So Corsell and Riley score. There's two outs here in the top of the first inning. Coons lead Bacon, two to nothing here at Zahn Park in Champaign. Michael Kaiser, Tim Dittman with you. Blake Lander, our producer engineer, back at the News Gazette Media Center in downtown Champaign. Here's the pitch from Pankow. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. So Thias McCary goes down swinging to end the inning. But not before four hits, leading to two runs, no errors, one left. We'll go to the bottom of the first inning. It is Coons two to nothing over Bacon Van Buskirk. You're listening to the first federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. It's championship night for CU Kiwanis Little League Baseball, the Twin City Tournament. Right now, third place game. Coming up later on tonight here on DWS will be the championship game. It'll be Dodds and First Federal. Again, their combined records between those two squads, the one and two seed is 30 and three. So it should be a tremendous championship game, but this game is expected to be a good one as well. Both teams went down fighting hard the other night to try to advance the title game. They were unsuccessful in that effort. Coons leading 2-0 here in the bottom of the first inning over Bacon. 
On the mound, Josh Kersell for Coons. So if I ask McCary where he normally is catching, wearing his Michigan State colored gear, the Hunter Green belt, green stripe down the gray pants, green and white shin guards. Same thing with his catch mask. I just don't know how well Illini fans take the Spartan gear here. You know, I Michigan State is one of those teams yeah. that you have to respect. I think. Sure. I mean, they've got a Hall of Fame coach in Tom Izzo. Their football team has been, you know, decent over the years. They're kind of on a downturn right now, but they've been a very decent team. I think Illinois fans would kill for the success Michigan State has, and they have a very beautiful campus too. I visited several years ago. It's it's very it's a good mix of old and new. I'm hoping to go to the Illini game this year. There's a ground ball down the first baseline, just foul. Not by much, though. Jacob Bradley hustling over there to get that one. If it was fair, he was going to be unsuccessful at that effort. Walter Pankow, the pitcher for Bacon, the leadoff hitter, followed by Cameron Murphy, the catcher. Kate Cox, the first baseman. Anybody gets on Jake Miller for Bacon, Van Busker. Coached by Gio Pulliam. Line drive, base hit up the middle. Lands just in front of the grass behind second base for a leadoff single. Yeah, we're seeing both starting pitchers tonight just throw a, a lot of stuff right down Main Street. A lot of fastballs, a lot of off-speed. We're not seeing a lot of motion on those pitches, and the hitters are just teeing off. It's, our, I believe, our fifth hit of the game already. Of course, four of those from Coons in the top half of the first inning. We're only in the bottom of the first. Could be an offensive night here in the third place game. Murphy, swing and a miss. There's a strike. Murphy wearing a white batting helmet. Bacon's uniform colors, yellow with black lettering. Of course, the camo sleeves, gray, white, and yellow. A little squibbern foul. Home plate umpire tried to catch it with his left hand. Got those uh, high pants up just below his knees. Holds the bat down on the knob with a pair of batting gloves. So make sure some kids wear the gloves, some don't. Murphy does. A little squibber out in the front of home plate. Rolls to the left side of the batter's box. Foul. One ball, two strikes. Murphy's getting some good cuts in. The only problem is he is he's almost like he's backing away from the plate, you know, as opposed to having an open stance, which some players do. He's not. He's not going toward the pitcher. He's, he's going almost backwards. So if he if he stays in, he'll make good contact. Swing and a miss, but the ball gets away. McCary throws to first base in a hurry and in time to get Cam Murphy's with a strikeout and the 2-3 on the putout. But up to second base is Walter Pankow after a leadoff single. Here comes the power hitter, Cade Cox. So we'll talk about this later tonight, but the home run derby champion is the guy that got the walk-off win for first federal against Coons the other night, and that is Mr. Hobbs. Well, Mr. Woods, <laughs> Mr. Hobbs. That's a, a movie reference there. T.J. Woods with a tremendous game the other night for first federal. Won the home run derby last night. Dancing off of second base is Walter Pankow, and he slides into third. He waited for the catcher of McCary to throw it back to the pitcher, and then as soon as the ball was out of McCary's hand, he finished the rest of the run to third. What base running by Walter Pankow. Just daring him to try to pick him off, and he slides in safely. Cade Cox swing and a miss. Strike two, 0-2 the count. When you know you have speed, 
you've got some confidence on those base paths, you know you can outrun the ball sometimes, and that's exactly what Pankow did there. Cade Cox on that last swing there. He was, you know, chased a little high, chopping wood a little bit, but, man, it was a good cut. He is looking to put one out to the fence. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. He strikes out. Cade Cox goes down on strikes for the second out of the inning. Big strike out there by Kersell getting the power hitter out, swinging, and now all you got to do is worry about that batter. Don't have to worry about that runner on third. Jake Miller steps into the batter's box, our first left-handed hitter of the night. The second baseman for Bacon holds the bat down on the knob. There's a little off the home plate, right to the pitcher. Throws over to first base to retire the side. So Kersell gets a little easy bouncer back to him. One to three on the putout to end this first inning with Coons up 2-0 over Bacon. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on Newstalk 1400 DWS. Tim Dittman, Michael Kaiser with you from Zahn Park in Champaign. A little bit of a muggy night tonight, not nearly as windy as it was on Monday night. Winds were gusting just below 30 miles per hour. Not dealing with that. A bit warmer. My phone says 77 degrees. I think the app's frozen. Yeah, I think with the humidity, <laughs> it feels a lot hotter than that. Yeah. From the top of the second inning, Coons back at the dish, leading 2 to nothing. Now it updates. It says it's 87 degrees. That's more like it. Feels like 92. Winds, winds only at six miles per hour out of the south. It's Gabe Schaub, the right fielder up for Coons, the number six seed, coached by Jim Riley. 9-11 and 11 on the 2019 campaign. Pitch high and inside. Walter Pankow. So close to scoring there in the bottom of the first inning, but he was left at third base on the ground out to end the inning. Back on the hill. Just, that's ball four, four straight balls, so Gabe Schaub. Doesn't matter how you get on base, you just got to get on base and took a leadoff walk. Leadoff walks can be dangerous. Pankow pitches out of the stretch, even with the bases empty. Here's J.D. Clodney. And Cal brings it on. There's a strike right down the middle. You know, you mentioned the home run derby last night. They did a little bit of a different format this year. Pitch outside, one and one. They kind of turned it into a skills competition where they had a base running competition, mm -hmm. essentially testing your speed, throwing competition, hitting the cutoff man. Here's the pitch, high, two and one. It's just kind of neat to see, you know, spicing it up this year. And I was also told by one of the coaches that throughout this entire Little League season, there weren't a ton of home runs hit. Here's a little ground ball between the first baseman and second baseman. Right in the hole, it gets through, and it'll be two on with nobody out here in the top of the second inning for Coons. Back in business here, up two to nothing. A walk to Schaub, J.D. Claudney gets a single. First and second, nobody out. Just to kind of finish that thought, I was told during the entire regular season only two or three home runs hit by all eight teams combined in Little League. Part of that has to do with the bats they're using. Part of it just has to do with how the kids are playing. But, you know, we're seeing in the major leagues home runs are up. Here in Little League, they're down. Maybe that'll change tonight. And we'll get a dramatic home run one of these games. I'd love to see it. 
That makes two of us. Here's the pitch from Pankow. Swing and a miss. Strike two to Tate Sauer, the shortstop, his first at bat of the night. Isaiah Allen waiting for his turn. Two on, nobody out. You're in the top of the second. Pitch outside, one and two. Nice work there by Cam Murphy. Get that one in left side of the batter's box. Right-handed hitter, Tate Sauer. Kind of wags the bat up high above the shoulder. Pitch low and outside. Sauer with the royal blue batting helmet, the Dodger color batting helmet. Same with the belt. Darker gray pants. Red cleats, red and white cleats. A little ground ball past the second baseman. Dives for it, can't get it. That's Jake Miller. But the right fielder, Kyan Pope, was playing way in, preventing the run, which would have been Gabe Shaw, from scoring. So now the bases are loaded and nobody out. What a great effort, though, by Jake Miller to dive for that baseball and nearly came up with it. Yeah, you can't ask for much more if you're Miller. He was playing in the perfect position. The ball was just out of his reach by about six inches. And now I think we're going to have a pitching change. Six hits off of Walter Pankow. Two runs, but the bases are loaded with nobody out here in the top of the second inning. And Bacon and the coaching staff does not want to mess around here because they want a chance to get to third place and the game can get away from them really early. So we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll let you know who the new pitcher is, break all that down for you, and get action back underway here from Zon Park in Champaign. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Michael Kaiser, Tim Dittman with you from Zahn Park in Champaign. We're in the top of the second inning. Coons with a 2-0 lead over Bacon and Van Buskirk. But the bases are loaded and nobody out. A pitching change. Ollie Brando comes in relief in relief of Walter Pankow. Here's a little pop-up over to shortstop. He's not going to get it. That's Pankow who can't get there. Left fielder can't get it. The center fielder comes over, Jake Mercer, to prevent any more runs from scoring. Only one comes around, and that is Gabe Schaub. It's 3 to nothing, Coons here at the top of the second inning. It's gone walk, single, single, single for Joseph Kuhn and company, and they are just uh, putting the metal bat to the ball. And Again, they're not incredibly hard-hit balls. They're just going where the fielders are not. They're getting the job done. Perfect placement. Just some of the luck of the draw sometimes. Brandon Snyder had a single in the first inning, part of four straight hits, but he was a forced out at second base on a nearly double play. Here's a pop-up behind home plate, and the catcher can't find it. Good effort, though, from Cam Murphy. Got to love Cam Murphy's hair. Oh, yeah. Pops out from under yeah. that catcher's mitt. Or not the catcher's mitt, the catcher's mask. Looks like he could be a surfer. I know. He does. Got the blonde hair, long blonde hair. Maybe he does in the offseason. Yeah, not a lot of places to surf around here. but No. Maybe he goes to Hawaii or something. Yeah. If he does, I'm going with him to his next surfing competition because yeah. I've never been to Hawaii. Great destination. Mm -hmm. Here's a little ground ball past the shortstop. No chance for Pankow. At least one run is going to score. The center fielder, Jake Mercer, once again there as a defense not playing too deep. So just kind of one base at a time for Coons. But the lead is now 4 to nothing as J.D. Clodney scores. Bases are still looted, loaded. Tate Sauer over at third base. Isaiah Allen up to second. And Brandon Snyder with another single. An RBI single at that. 
Snyder two for two tonight. You're getting to the heart of the order for Coons. They could really do some damage here. Josh Kersell, the pitcher. Our infield single and a run scored back in the first inning. Bases are still loaded and nobody out for Coons. Yeah, Kersell went to the right side last time, and there's a pretty big hole there. Line and shorts off at Panko. What a pick by Panko on the hop. Third, third to second in time. The first not in time. A run still scores. So the force out at second base, but Walter Pankow, that was a hard hit ball right at him. One hop into his glove, throws to his second baseman, Jake Miller, for the force out, unable to turn two, but gets the first out. So it's, an, a, four, it's a, a fielder's choice for Kersell and gets the RBI. Again, Coons continues to manufacture runs any way they can. It's Tate Sauer scored. Isaiah Allen moves up. There's a pop-up into center, just short of center. Tate Sauer comes in to get that one. Tagging up and scoring is Brandon Snyder. Excuse me, Isaiah Allen scores on the sack fly. Ball was just in the outfield grass, deep enough for Allen to score. Moving up to second base is Josh Kersell. It's a lot to keep track of this inning. It Our is. scorecards are busy. Kersell, Archie Snyder. I believe it's been forced out at second base in back-to-back -back innings now on a ground ball, first of the second baseman. And they're checking over at third base to make sure he didn't leave too soon. Home plate umpire saying he did not leave too early. I was not watching. I was watching the center fielder make the grab. So two outs now. And it's six to nothing. Coons over Bacon. So only Brando coming in, trying to get out of this inning. There are two outs now. Standing out at second base is Josh Kersell. Here's a fly ball into right center field. The center fielder coming over to make the grab to end the inning. So Jake Mercer, a busy man in that second inning. But four runs come across the plate for Coons to increase their lead to six to nothing. Five hits in the inning, leading to four runs, no errors, one left. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning. Bacon trying to get on the board. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Zon Park in Champaign. Michael Kaiser, Tim Dittman with you. It's the third place game right now, championship game later on tonight. A warm, muggy night here in Champaign. On the west side of town, we're in the bottom of the second inning. It's Coons six to nothing over Bacon and Van Buskirk. Two runs in the first inning, four more in the second inning. Nine hits already for Coons. Very active, and as you mentioned a couple of times, they're not really smashing the baseball. They're just they're hitting it in the right places. They've had a couple hard hits, but they've been hitting it just out of the reach of Bacon defenders, and that's led to all these runs. First up, Ollie Brando, who's now pitching, was playing shortstop for Bacon, but he came in a relief for Walter Pankow. Wilson McDaniel, the third baseman, Kyan Pope, right fielder, all three of them are first at bat of the night here at the bottom of the second. Pitches inside. We got some information during that last time out about how some of these local teams could be playing in the Little League World Series in Williamsport. There's a fly ball into right field, coming on, coming on, and can't get it is Gabe Schaub. 
Ball gets away. He's hustling for it. Going into third base is going to be Ollie Brando, and he'll get there standing up without a problem. The third baseman, Wyatt Brownfield, backs up into foul territory to make the grab and keep Brando from scoring there. Another wild throw, but he would have just walked on home. That's what we call making lemonade out of lemons. That one was almost a fly out. As you mentioned, Schaub out there couldn't get a glove on it, or at least couldn't corral it in his glove. And then some aggressive base running by Brando puts a runner in scoring position with nobody out. Over at third base, here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Wilson McDaniel, the third baseman. Left-handed hitter. Red and black cleats with the white Nike symbol. Lefty holds the bat down on the knob. There's a strike, 0 to the count. Josh Kersell, the starting pitcher tonight. Joseph Kuhn and company. Pitches out of the stretch with a runner over at third base. Here's a little one hopper to Kersell. Looks the runner back to third, throws the first. May have a run down here. What a great job by the defense for, for Coons. First, Josh Kersell. Got the one hopper back to him, jumped up a little bit to get that one, looked the runner back to third, Ollie Brando, then immediately threw to first base, and then his first baseman, Jacob Riley, made sure Brando didn't come on home. He couldn't have scripted it better defensively for Joseph Kuhn and company. That's a real heads-up play. Kyan Pope now his first at bat for Bacon. It's Bacon trying to get on the board, trailing six to nothing here in the bottom of the second inning. It's a third-place game which precedes the championship game later on tonight. There's a strike. One and one the count. Josh Kersell holds the ball down on his right side. Comes set, glove chest level, brings it home. Swing and a miss. Strike two, one and two the count. And Kersell pitching out of the stretch, looks in for the pitch he wants, shakes no, then says yes. Here's the pitch high and above the head. The Pope ducks out of the way. Good, nice job on McCarry. The difficult ball to catch when the batter's ducking out of the way. Yeah, it's like uh, hockey when you're screened by the goalie. There's a strike the three. Definitely a good analogy there. If the goalie can't see the puck coming in, it might, yeah. it's going to be tough to Not, stop it. I got that backwards. Not screened by the goalie, but if, if you are the goalie, you're screened by an offensive player, and then another player can come in and try to shoot the puck at you. See that quite often in hockey. Jake Mercer comes up now. Two outs, nobody or one on, excuse me, it's Brando at third base where he remains after a leadoff triple, and there's strike one. Mercer, left-handed hitter. Red batting gloves, white Nike symbol. Gray pants. Bacon with several lefties in their lineup. Kersell trying to get out of a... Second inning jam again. Leadoff triple. He might be able to get out of this with no run scoring. Pitch outside. Two and one to count. Be a big confidence booster for Coons, who already is up six to nothing. Kersell comes set. Brings it home. Pitch low and inside. Three and one the count. To Jake Mercer, the center fielder, who was very active in that second inning for Bacon defensively. Just above the knob is Mercer. On the bat, pop up out of play to the left. Or left, I should say. A lot of activity out here with the Champagne Fire Station, the Stevens Family YMCA, 
football field behind us. This is a blossoming part of town. Indeed, Zahn Park. Here's the pitch. A little ground ball to the shortstop. Picks it up, throws across the diamond, and in, not in time. Tate Sauer with a great effort there, but flying down the line was Jake Mercer. Had the benefit of the extra step ahead because he was a left-handed hitter, and it's an RBI infield hit for Jake Mercer. It's 6-1 to one as Bacon gets on the board. That's exactly what Bacon needs to get the confidence up. Again, like Coons was doing, you know, they're not hard-hit balls. They're not ones that will make you go ooh and ah. They're just doing the little things to push runs across, and we'll see if this leads to some more from Bacon. That's Again, that's exactly what they needed to maybe get the offense going. Ben Scott, the left fielder, right-handed hitter. Here's the pitch. There's a ball, 1-0 the count. So Ollie Brando does not get stranded at third base. The leadoff triple was there for the next two hitters. But comes home on the infield single from Jake Mercer. He's probably out if he's a right-handed hitter, but he's lefty. The ball gets away from the catcher. Mercer was taking off anyway. Sathias McCary gets the baseball, keeps him at second base. Would have been difficult to get him. A great jump by Mercer. Even if McCary caught the ball cleanly on the pitch, I don't know if he would have got him down at second base anyway. 2-0 the count. Kersell behind. Ball outside. 3-0. Back to what I was mentioning earlier about how some local teams here have a chance to play in Williamsport. Uh, there's going to be a tournament at Bottenfield coming up in July. Ball four. Finn Scott walks. So now two aboard with two outs. Paris, Tuscola, Unity, Decatur, Champaign East, Champaign West, Urbana, Shiloh will all be in that. Winner will go for the Illinois Section 1 championship against two other teams from West Central Illinois and also Southeastern Illinois. Oh, Bloop, first baseman, great job coming into foul toward to make the grab a blooper down the line from Walter Pankow. But he's out on the put out, one unassisted to end the inning. But not before a run comes across on one hit, or excuse me, two hits. Two hits, one run, no errors, one left. We'll go to the third inning. It's Coon six, Bacon one. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Tim Dittman, Michael Kaiser with you. Moving to the top of the third inning, it's six to one Coons over Bacon and Van Buskirk. Leading things off here for Coons will be Wyatt Brownfield. Excuse me, Sathias McCary is leading things off. Gabe Schaub, J.D. Claudney, anybody gets on Tate Sauer. Pitch ball one outside. Carey struck out on the first inning. There's the pitch, fouled off to the left. Some substitutions to let you know about here momentarily. Ollie Brando back out there after coming on relief for Walter Pankow, who started the game on the mound. There's strike two. For Coons, we have Samara MacArthur batting seventh and playing right. And Jack Kersell, who's a farm league call-up, uh, batting ninth and playing shortstop. 
Two balls, two strikes to lead things off here in the top of the third inning. Coons with a five-run lead. Here's the pitch. He'll pop up down the third baseline. Third baseman coming in, and he can't make the grab. That's Wilson McDaniel. Good effort there, but could not corral it. Sathias McCary will get to breathe another life. A couple subs as well for Bacon. Miles Brando is batting sixth and playing right. Ben McDaniel batting seventh and playing third. Carey waits for the pitch out of the stretch. Is Brando. Ball. All three, I believe. Three and two should be the count. Carey gets set with that left foot back just a little bit with the open stance. Stands in the back of the box. Close to home plate. There's strike three. Sathias McCary goes down on strikes. 0 for 2 tonight. Samara, Samara MacArthur now getting her first at bat of the night. Right-handed hitter, doesn't wear any batting gloves. Now, if I remember correctly on Monday, she was rocking the braids, and she decides to switch it up tonight. Not that hairstyles matter one iota. Pitch high and inside, ducking out of the way is, is Samara. But maybe it's a superstition thing. Yeah, maybe have better luck tonight with no braids. I don't know. Well, if that's the case so far, so good with the, her team up 6-1. to one. one out here in the top of the third inning. Looking to play six innings in Little League Baseball. Swing and a miss, but a good cut there from Samara, Samara MacArthur. Holds the bat just above the knob, out of finger width. Above the knob. Here's the pitch. Strike two, one and two the count. Navy blue shirt again, white lettering, camouflage sleeves. Red, navy blue, and white. Gray pants. Swing and a miss. She goes down swinging, the second strikeout of the inning. For Ollie Brando, now two outs and nobody on. It's Bacon trying to get some momentum going, trailing by five runs here in the top of the third inning. Zon Park in Champaign, it's 200 down the lines, 235 to center. J.D. Claudney, the left fielder, steps in. Holds the bat high above the shoulder, kind of rocks it back and forth, brings it down with that leg kick, strike one. Stands straight up with the bat well above the shoulder. Has that left leg kick up and brings the bat down. When the pitch comes in, pitch is high, one and one the count. Ollie Brando trying to get a 1-2-3 top of the third inning. Brings it home out of the stretch. Strike two, one and two the count. Brando looks into his catcher. I'm set, ball, glove near his face. Strike three, caught him looking on the outside corner. J.D. Clodney goes down swinging, and Ollie Brando strikes out the side here in the top of the third inning with his team down six to one to Coons. No runs, no hits, none left. We'll move to the bottom of the third inning. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on Newstalk 1400 DWS. Michael Kaiser alongside Tim Dittman. It's a third place game between Coons and Bacon and Van Buskirk. 
Coons 9 and 11 on the season, the number six seed, so the, the only one with a kind of messing up the bracket in terms of just being chalk. The one and two seed will play for the championship later on tonight. Bacon, the number four seed at nine and eight. But Bacon trailing Coons six to one here in the bottom of the third inning. Leading things off will be Cam Murphy, the catcher, Cade Cox, the first baseman, and Jake Miller, the second baseman for Bacon. Anybody gets on, Ollie Brando. Pitch outside. Came with that blonde, long flowing hair. Hangs just a little bit out of the batting helmet. Got the high pants on just below the knees, the black socks, black and white socks. Of a strip of gray and white around the top of the sock. White socks colors. Yeah, white socks colors with the socks. Holds the bat just above the knob. Batting gloves on each hand. Right-handed here, strike one, two and one, the count to Cam Murphy, who struck out. Ball got away from the catcher, but he was out of first base on the throw from McCary. Ball gets away, three and one, the count. Anyway, just to wrap up the thought from earlier, uh, basically local teams will compete in, in tournaments. Uh, there'll be a tournament in Chicago. There'll be one in uh, Indianapolis, which is a regional championship, and then the Little League World Series in Williamsport, PA, uh, in August, so uh, best of luck to all those teams. There's strike two, three and two the count. I will tell you the Little League World Series is something I watched a lot growing up. It is a lot of fun and man, those kids are talented. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of talent. Strike three, Cam Murphy goes down swinging. If you like baseball, it doesn't matter if they're 10, 12 year olds or if they're major leaguers. That's, that is a fun tournament. You get the international kids coming in. You have the international champion. The U.S. champion. Yeah, and it's cool to think that a team from our area, you know, has a chance to make it all the way. Be a tremendous story. Swing and a miss. Cade Cox. A swing in for the fences there. He's got the pinstripe gray pants on, black socks, digs that right foot in the back of the batter's box. Powerful kid, no batting gloves. Glad I'm not on the mound. Strike two, 0 2 the count. He connects with one. There's no wind tonight. That's muggy, thick air. That ball is going to go a long way. Maybe those evergreen trees out there beyond the left field fence. Josh Curcell talking with his battery mate, Sathias McCary. I noticed on that last pitch, Curcell shrugged off the sign and just threw a fastball on his own. And there's a good job there to meet and get on the same page. Oh, foul ball. Roller down the first baseline. Kate for that last pitch. Got some dirt in both of his hands to keep his hands from getting too much moisture on him on this warm night. That is one of the drawbacks to not wearing batting gloves is you get sweaty hands. Could cause you to lose that bat. Here's the pitch. Gets away outside. One and two the count. I know we brought this up before on the broadcast. You know, when I played golf as a youngster, I didn't wear any uh, gloves, a golf glove. Some, you know, you see players wear them on one hand or the other and that was always a problem with me as well sweating and losing grip on my club so it is a real phenomenon here's the pitch fouled off out of play to the right deep out there little couple little kids over there one little girl ducking out of the way that was a very well hit ball just in the opposite direction that it needed to go 
Cade seeing the ball well, just needs to time it a little bit better. Here's the pitch from Curcell. Here's a ground ball down the third baseline, and it is foul just barely. Doesn't get over the bag. But, boy, that stayed fair for most of the way down the third baseline. Yeah, the third baseman over there, Brownfield, picked it up about six inches to our left right of the third base bag. It's clearly a foul ball. It's a good call by the home plate umpire, but that one, uh, that one could have gone either way. Kate Cox, 1-2 pitch, swing and a miss. He strikes out for the second time tonight. But a good at bat nonetheless. He fouled off several pitches there, but Josh Curcell won that battle. Stepping into the batter's box, Jake Miller, two outs, nobody on for Bacon here in the bottom of the third inning, trailing 6-1. to one. Who will be, who will win third place tonight ahead of the championship game? Pitch high and outside. Josh Curcell pitches out of the stretch. Nobody on base, two outs. Ball two. Holds the glove and ball. And his chest level, strike on the outside corner, three and one the count. Purcell holds the glove down on his left knee, gets the sign he wants, comes set, brings it home. Strike, or ball four. I was gonna, the up was gonna call a strike there, but ball four. Two outs now. Jake Miller down at first base on the walk, the lefty. Second baseman for Bacon. First base runner of the third inning. You only need one to get things started. It's Ollie Brando started this game at shortstop. Now he's pitching. Came on in relief of Walter Pankow. Predominantly black batting helmet, red stripes. Pitches high. Here's a throw down to second base from McCary. Shortstop coming over and not in time. A great effort by Jake Kersell in his first inning in the field to get over there to catch that baseball from McCary. Hesitated just slightly. Yeah, it was, he was late breaking to the bag, otherwise he might have got him. Close play at second base, could have ended the inning, but Jake Miller is now on at second base with a stolen base. Throw over to third base by McCary to make sure. <laughs> and the runner, Jake Miller, waves at him as if to say, hey, I'm way over here, you're not going to get me. Yeah, I dare you to throw back this way. Go right ahead. A little gamesmanship, I love it. Yep. Fun to watch the little game inside the game. Foul ball out of play down the right field line past the dugout. They need to put the netting up over there like they're starting to do at Major League Baseball Stadium. There's plenty of fans down the line of the fence beyond the dugouts. Yep, and this crowd's even going to get bigger by the time 8 o'clock rolls around and the lights come on. We usually get a few hundred out for the uh, championship game. Again, it's one of the big community events of the summer here in CU. If you're listening to us now, you should... Come on out. Curcell brings it home, two and one. Strike two. Throw down the third base once again from McCary and dancing out there at second base is Jake Miller. He's like, just keep throwing a third base while I'm standing at second, I dare you. Yeah, he was literally dancing, doing a yeah. little shimmy. Yeah, he's daring McCary to throw that ball down the left field line. Swing and a miss, strike three. 
Down on strikes is Ollie Brando to end the inning as Josh Kersell strikes out the side around a two-out walk, keeps him at second base, and that'll do it here for the third inning. As Bacon cannot get any runs across, no runs, no hits, no errors, one left. We're going to go to the fourth inning. Coons leading 6-1. to one. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. I'm Michael Kaiser. He's Tim Dittman. Doubleheader action here tonight once again, just like Monday night. Tonight, the semifinal action on Monday night. Tonight's third place game, which is going on right now. We'll be followed by the championship game at 8 o'clock. We'll have that game here on DWS as well. You can also listen live anywhere in the world at WDWS.com. Podcast of this game and all the other games this season and several seasons prior at our website as well, the Youth Baseball Podcast tab. Throw down to second base. And Cam Murphy to get things going here in the top of the fourth inning. It's 6-1, to one, Bacon trailing Coons. Coons lost a heartbreaker the other night, 3-2. First Federal scored in the sixth inning. Coons led 2 to nothing to the bottom of the fourth inning on Monday night. Just nine outs away from appearing in the championship game, and Coon, or First Federal tied the game and ultimately won the game, pushing Coons to the third-place game here tonight. But they're looking to finish in third up by five runs here in the top of the fourth inning. Jake Kersell is first at bat of the night after getting the field for the first time in the last half inning. He'll be followed by Isaiah Allen, Brandon Snyder, anybody gets on, Josh Kersell. Nine hits so far for Coons. All that in the first two innings. There's a walk from Jake Kersell. Jack Kersell, a farm league call up. So he's uh, getting some action here in the postseason and what you might call the big leagues. Pretty cool opportunity. Most definitely, especially this portion of the season. There's strike one to Isaiah Allen, the leadoff hitter, back to the top of the order. There's a little pop-up on the infield. Shortstop calls everybody off. That's Walter Pankow out behind the pitcher's mound, just over near the second base area, but in front of second base. So pop out six unassisted there. Retiring Isaiah Allen. Brandon Snyder, the center fielder, steps in. Got the Royal Blue socks, high water pants, red batting helmet. Gray pants, right-handed hitter. Holds the bat down on the knob. Brando brings it home, low and outside. Well, when you combine those flood pants with the fact that Snyder has gone two for two tonight with a couple of singles and an RBI, you could say everything's coming up Brandon. Indeed. Here's a little pop-up off the screen right in front of us. Snyder, a 1-2 count here in the fourth inning. One out. There's a little ground ball to the shortstop. Pankow, nice pick up there. Here's the turn for two and not in time. Jake Miller made the turn, but flying down the line was Brandon Snyder, so fielder's choice. He'll be at first base. Tate Sauer out at second. 
on the force out. Six to three, or six to four on the put out. We've seen a few opportunities for both teams defensively to turn a double play. We haven't seen one yet, but very crisp on the fielding and the throwing. It's just that runner down at first has beaten the throw. But again, you don't see that incredibly often at this at this level. But they've been playing some real crisp defense tonight. Walter Pankow with a nice glove out there and a couple of plays, a couple of hard hit ground balls, bouncing hard off the ground. He's Catching them cleanly and getting the force out at second base. Here's the pitch from Ollie Brando. Brando, there's a strike. Both of our uh, umpires that we've seen this week have had very big but very consistent strike zones, making the hitters adapt. Inside, two and one. And really, that's the last thing you want to see in Little League is just walk after walk after walk. You want kids up there swinging, and that's more or less what the umpires are making them do. It's no fun for anyone if it's just walk after walk. No. There's strike two, two and two the count. Ollie Brando, two outs, two balls, two strikes. Hop up out of play back to my right in a section of fans. Everybody's just ducking out of the way. There was a, there's like two rows of chairs there from fans, those lawn chairs, camping chairs, and it landed right between them. One person looks a little frightened there, <laughs> going, okay, that almost hit me. Oh, you always got to be alert. Three and two the count now with two outs here in the fourth inning. Cursell out at second base in the fourth out. Isaiah Allen popped out to the shortstop. Strike three, caught him looking. Josh Cursell goes down on strikes to end the inning, leaving one runner aboard. And Kuhn still up 6-1, to one, but it's no runs, no hits, no errors, one left. We're going to go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Can, first, or can Bacon get something going here trailing by five runs? We'll find out. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to... 1400 DWS Little League Baseball here tonight from Zon Park in Champaign. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. We move into the bottom of the fourth inning. Coons a 6-1 lead over Bacon in the third place game. Don't forget the championship game to follow here later on tonight. We'll have that game as well. A champion will be crowned here tonight. Leading things off here in the bottom of the fourth inning for Bacon, who's 9-8 on the season, number four seed. Miles Brando, the right fielder, his first at bat of the night. Be followed by Ben McDaniel over third base, then Jake Mercer, the center fielder. Pop up to second base, first baseman coming over, and he makes the grab. That is Jacob Riley to retire. Miles Brando on the pop out. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm a, a beating a dead horse here, but we've seen some great defense from both teams tonight. Fly balls. The players are communicating, they're calling it. Hit on the ground, they're fielding it cleanly, getting in front of it, getting that glove down, making good throws. And really that's where you want all the stars to align is on this final night of the season. 1-0 the count to Ben McDaniel, his first at bat of the night. Here's the pitch from Kersell. There's a strike, 1-1. One and, one and one. Here's the pitch 
Gets away, two and one the count. Daniel came in as a defensive replacement. Holds the bat down on the knob with red and white batting gloves. Swing and a miss, strike two. So two balls, two strikes, one out here in the bottom of the fourth. Bacon trailing six to one. Needs to get something going. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. Now two outs and nobody on. Jake Mercer stepping up in an RBI infield single back in the second inning. The only run for Bacon so far. Left-handed hitter Jake Mercer. The second at bat of the night. Strike on the outside corner. Yeah, Mercer one for one, an RBI single. Plating the only run of the night so far for Bacon. There's a ground ball to the third baseman, picked up. Throws across the diamond in time. Bruce Butler says he's out at first base. Great play there over at third base for Coons. Wyatt Brownfield to end the inning. One, two, three, they go as Mercer grounds out to third. No runs, no hits, none left. We're going to go to the fifth inning, getting late in this one. Coons with a 6-1 to one lead over Bacon. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. I'm Michael Kaiser alongside Tim Dittman. Thanks for joining us here tonight. Third place game, championship game coming up about an hour from now at 8 o'clock. Joseph Kuhn and company with a 6-1 to lead over Bacon and Van Buskirk. Here's a move into the fifth inning. You're just joining us. Coons with four, two runs in the first, two, four more in the second for six runs. Those six runs had four hits in the first, five more in the second, no hits in the last two innings. So nine hits and six runs in the first two innings for, first two innings for Joseph Kuhn and company. Strike one. Got a couple subs to let you know about for Bacon. The original players in the six and seven spot are coming back into the game. So Wilson McDaniel's back in playing third. Kyan Pope is back in playing right. There's strike two. 0-2 the count. Leading things off, Jacob Riley, the first baseman. Wyatt Brownfield at third, and Sathias McCary, the catcher. Taps the home plate a couple of times. There's a ground ball. Base hit past the diving Isaiah Allen at second base. Or excuse me, Jake Miller at second base. Into second base, hustling with the double is Jacob Riley. Wow, I had already written down single, but Riley makes me pay. He legs it out for a sliding double. Nice job. I was just about to say he was swinging that big barrel to Easton bat, and I had a feeling if he made contact on that big barrel, it was going to get hit on a line for extra bases, and it turned out to be true. I was about to write down a single myself, looking down at my score sheet, and look up, and he's hustling to second base. A leadoff double for Jacob Riley. Here's the pitch. So back to starters for Bacon, correct? That's correct. In the six and seven spots. Here's a ground ball picked up by the first baseman, Kate Cox. Throws the third base, not in time. And because the runner was sliding in, difficult play for the third baseman. Wilson McDaniel ball gets away. 
and that means Jacob Riley comes home to score on the throw, and it's 7-1 to one, Coons here in the fifth inning. That was a hard hit ball at Cox down at first base. He played it on a hop, stepped on the bag. That was the easy part. Then it was making the throw across the diamond that got away from him a little bit, and some good heads-up base running by Riley to get up out of the slide. It's really easy to slide and just kind of sit there until the play's over, but he got up and took the final station and scored. Strike one to Sathias McCary. So for two tonight, trying to get on base for the first time. Here's the pitch from Brando. Swing and a miss. Strike two. Sathias McCary turns around and walks away from the plate. Right-handed hitter. Wears one batting glove. Walks the bat back and forth a little bit. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Sathias McCary goes down swinging. He's 0 for 3 on the night. Two outs now and nobody on. And Jacob Riley got a double. Field ground out on the wild throw to third base. Difficult play for the third baseman, though, because the runner was sliding in at the same time Wilson McDaniel. Yeah, and the throw was a little high, too. I agree. It was a difficult play. There's a strike. Strike one. There's a ball, one and one the count. One ball, one strike, two outs here in the fifth inning. Seven to one, Joseph Kuhn and company over Bacon and Van Buskirk. Only Brando on the mound. Battery mate Cam Murphy. For first, Cade Cox, Jake Miller at second, Wilson McDaniel at third, Walter Pankow. It shorts up after pitching to start the game. Fouled off, off the screen to the right. Left and right in the outfield with all the latest changes. Finn Scott, Jake Mercer, and Kyan Pope. That's your defensive alignment for Bacon here in the fifth inning. Gabe Schaub, the hitter for Joseph Kuhn. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. A six-run lead. Bacon trails by six, trying hopefully in the next half and get something going. Foul ball down the right field line. Gabe Schaub walked and had a run scored in the second inning. Part of a five-hit second inning for Joseph Kuhn and company. That's where they did most of their damage. Four runs on five hits. Wrote this game open. Strike three on the outside corner. Gabe Schaub caught looking to end the inning, but not before another run comes across. One hit, one run, no errors, none, none left. We're going to go to the bottom of the fifth inning. Bacon trails 7-1. to one. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Michael Kaiser, Tim Dittman with you. Final night of Little League Baseball here on DWS in the 2019 season. CU Kiwanis Little League Baseball Twin City Tournament. Third place game going on right now here in the bottom of the fifth. Bacon and Van Buskirk trailing 7-1. to one. Joseph Kuhn and company looking to capture third place. 
here this season. Championship game, Dodds and First Federal coming up later on tonight. Leading things off here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Six outs to go for Bacon if they want to get back into this game. It's Jake Mercer. Should be a Finn Scott. Yeah, Finn Scott, Walter Pankow, and Cam Murphy all do up. Anybody gets on, Cade Cox. Here's the pitch. Ball gets away. Black batting helmet for Scott. White pants, black belt. Of uh, America-themed shoes. It looks like little blue on the tips yeah, of those shoes. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Red, white, and blue. About half of them are red. A blue Nike stripe, blue tip on the shoes, then white the rest of the way. Red cleats. Two balls and two strikes to the leadoff hitter, Finn Scott, the left fielder. Here's the pitch from Curcell. He's pitched the whole way and lined back into the umpire foul. He's about to get through this game clean before that. Cleans in terms of not getting pitches fouled off of him. Didn't he, even flinch. Nope. What a guy. Foul tip. So remains two and two. We'll do it again. So Curcell still on the mound. Gone the distance so far. Sathias McCary always behind that home plate as a catcher for Coons. Jacob Bradley at first. Isaiah Allen at second. Wyatt Brownfield over at third. Shortstop Jake Curcell. Might have some. Here's the pitch. Ball four on a 3-2 pitch. Leadoff hitter aboard for Bacon. Just got to get something going. Ben Scott. Now Walter Pankow. Started this game on the mound. Was relieved in the top of the second inning with nobody outs. Now shortstop had two or three really nice defensive plays here throughout this game. Or short. Here's a throw down to first base for the pickoff from Sathias McCary, but it's not in time. Getting back is Finn Scott. So Jake Cursell or is Jake or Jack? Jack. Jack, sorry. Sorry, Jack. My bad. I don't know why I wrote Jake down. Ground ball to the second baseman. Tag the runner out. Smart play there by Isaiah Allen. I apologize to Jack. I've called him Jake several times tonight. Nice play there by Isaiah Allen. Smart heads up play just to tag out the runner, Finn Scott. Fielder's choice. So Walter Pankow over at first base. Throw down to second base will not be in time. Ball gets away from the shortstop and the second baseman. Backing up, though, is center fielder Brandon Snyder. So it's Claudie in left field, Snyder in center, and Samara. MacArthur was out there, but back to the starter, Gabe Schaub. Use a lot of eraser. I recommend pencil if you're ever doing Little League Baseball. Oh, you better believe it. You cannot use ink pens when you're doing Little League Baseball on your score sheet. It will not work. Swing and a miss from Cade Cox. Trying to do some damage here. Two runners aboard with only one out here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Down to their final five outs. Plenty of time to do damage for Bacon and Van, Bu Van Buskirk, trailing by six runs to Joseph Kuhn and company. Josh Kersell has other ideas. Comes set out of the stretch, gets the sign he wants. Brings it home. 
Swing and a miss, strike two, 0-2 the count to Cade Cox. He's 0 for 2 on the night. It's the bat between his legs, kind of getting his hands dried off on his jersey, on his pants. It's kind of a somewhat of a muggy night. Temperatures yeah. around 87 degrees when we started. It's cool, like cooled off a little bit. A hair. But, uh, yeah, it's a very <laughs> muggy is a great way to put it. Earlier it felt like 92 degrees. Strike three, caught him looking. Cade Cox goes down for the second out of the inning. In a situation like this, you can't take any chances. you got to be up there swinging. Bacon needs base runners in the worst way. 85 degrees right now. feels like 90, so we have dropped a couple degrees. Summer is officially here. It took us till late June, but summer is officially here. Here's the pitch from Kersell. Little blooper to shortstop. Caught in time to end the inning. Jack Kersell came over, kind of reached across his body to his right with the, with the glove in his left hand to make the grab to end the inning. So no runs, two left, no errors. Bacon missed an opportunity there to get some more runs, trailing by six as we move into the sixth inning. Coons three outs away from winning third place here in the 2019 Twin City Tournament. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. And we're moving into the sixth inning of this third place game here at Zahn Park in Champaign. Joseph Kuhn and company three outs away. I'll bat here first in the top half of the sixth inning, but three outs away from winning third place here in 2019. A heartbreaking loss on Monday night late in that game after leading for a good portion of it. So a great effort by them to come back and play well tonight. Swing and a miss to the leadoff hitter, Ollie Brando. It's going to be J.D. Clodney. That's, that's the other team. <laughs> J.D. Clodney followed by Tate Sauer. Or is Jake, no, excuse me, Jack Kersell is still in the game. They did not put Tate Sauer back into the game. So Jack Kersell is still in the game. Then Isaiah Allen. Here's the pitch. Line drive into right field, and the right fielder coming on. Can't get it, traps it with his glove. And it's a one-out base hit from J.D. Claudine, the left fielder for Joseph Kuhn and company. It looks like that's number 12 out there. McDaniel, is that right? Out there in right field. That might be correct. Made a valiant attempt at it, just couldn't get there. Jack Kersell, the shortstop for Joseph Kuhn and company. Ball gets away, going to second base easily as J.D. Clodney. Kersell with a chance to drive in a run. The runner in scoring position and nobody out. Here's the pitch. That's Wilson McDaniel. That's number 12 out there in right field. That would be Wilson McDaniel. It's a lefty, though. Strike three. Jack Kersell goes down on strikes. One out with Claudney down at second base. That would make our third baseman Finn Scott, I believe. So some defensive changes here in the last half inning defensively for Bacon if they can't rally. 
Molly Brando still on the mound. Here's the pitch. Little ground ball over the pitcher's head. Second baseman, a great play from Jake Miller. Throw to first in time. What a tremendous play. Backhanding the ball as Jake Miller near second base. Turns around and throws a gold glove-esque play. Throws to his first baseman, Cade Cox, who stretches out to retire. Isaiah Allen with the second out. Web gem right there. Absolutely. Brandon Snyder steps in, two outs, pops it up. Looks like it's going to get out of play off the top of the screen and then out of play. I one one the count to Brandon Snyder for Joseph Kuhn and company. A single in the first, an RBI single in the second. Reached on a fielder's choice on the force out play at second base back in the fourth. But both times Snyder got on base via the hit, where he actually recorded a hit, he was forced out at second base. There's strike two. He's not advanced past first base here tonight. And all three times he's been on base. Kind of wags that bat high above the right shoulder. Swing and a miss. Foul ball just barely got a piece of that one. To stay alive. Millimeters. Got it by millimeters. Indeed. Steps back in the batter's box. Taps the bat a couple of times on the plate. Well, kind of wags it around. Puts it back on his shoulder. Pitch outside. Two and two. Moves the bat around quite a bit. Has it pointed downward on his shoulder. And brings it up and waves it around. Active in the plate. Squares around to bunt. Pulls back. Doesn't matter. He strikes out. Got him looking. Brandon Snyder goes down on strikes to end the top of the sixth inning. But Joseph Kuhn and company three outs away from winning third place. Leads six to one, seven to one as moving to the bottom of the sixth inning over Bacon and Van Buskirk. You're listening to the first federal and Pella window store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. We move into the final half inning of the third place game. The bottom of the sixth inning, Joseph Coonan Company 7, Bacon and Van Buskirk 1. If you're just joining us, Joseph Coonan Company, two runs on four hits in the first inning, four runs on five hits in the second inning, only one hit since, only one run since, but have not needed anymore. Only giving up one run tonight, swing and a miss. To the leadoff hitter, only Brando, Josh Curcell, trying to have a complete game here. What a performance from Josh here tonight. Only giving up the three hits on the one run. All gets away from Sathias McCary, the catcher for Coons. Curcell would love to get these final three outs and shut the door on Bacon and Van Buskirk's 2019 Twin City Tournament experience. Base hit. Up the middle, shortstop can't get there. Jack Cursell just under his glove as he ran over there. Ball was just to the left of second base as it rolled into center field. Yeah, that one off the inner part of the bat, and it just hung up there in slow motion. And like you said, Michael, it just got right past the shortstop for the uh, for a base hit by the slimmest of margins. Not by much indeed. Josh Cursell brings it home out of the stretch. Strike on the outside corner. Throw down to first base for a pickoff play. Jacob Riley puts the tag on. 
And as you mentioned, that's just the fourth hit given up by Josh Kersell tonight. You don't often see complete games in Little League, but he is uh, on the verge of one, and he's had a great night. Throw down to first base once again, and that's even closer on the pickoff play. Molly Brando kind of flirting with uh, disaster down at first base. Don't want to get picked off here with nobody out, trailing by six runs. Pitch high and outside. Wilson McDaniel. <laughs> was in right field after starting the game at third, third base. Holds the bat down on the knob. Left-handed hitter, strike two, one and two the count. Josh Cursell trying to get that first out here in the bottom of the sixth inning. They say the last three outs are always the hardest to get. Usually proves to be the case no matter what level of baseball. Here's the pitch from Cursell. Fouled off. I'm going to say, was, no, they say didn't foul. This is a wild pass ball off the catcher's mitt into second. Wilson McDaniel struck out, but the ball got away from the catcher. So the batter is out. And, we got, and Brando goes to second. The batter is out. Did he hit the catcher's mitt? That was the call from Bruce Butler in the outfield, or the uh, the field umpire. So that's what we're going to go with, and yep. now it looks like we've got a pitching change. So heck of a night by Josh Kersell. Kersell comes out of the game. A performance by him. Pitch five in the third innings. Held Bacon to one run on those four hits. Position Coons to be within two outs of finishing third place here in 2019. We'll take a break, break down the new pitcher for you when we, when we return. Stay with us. You're listening to the first Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back here to Little League Baseball on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Champaign-Urbana, Michael Kaiser alongside Tim Dittman. Bottom of the sixth inning, one out, pitching change. Here's the first pitch. Wyatt Brownfield moves from third base to the pitcher's mound. Josh Cursell with a great performance, four hits, only the one run so far, but he's responsible for the base runner, so his night's not completely through yet. As far as the stat line's concerned, there's strike one, one and one the count. He did have eight strikeouts and four walks, which are pretty decent numbers as well. I'll definitely take that. Set his team up for a chance to win third place. Strike on the inside corner, ducking out of the way is Kyan Pope. Not happy, he's arguing with the home plate umpire. Pope, no batting gloves, red batting helmet, red belt, white pants, red and white shoes. Pitch high, two and two the count. Again, in a situation like this, you got to be up there swinging. Down six runs in the bottom of the sixth inning. Bacon down to their final two outs. Ball gets away. Sathias McCarry gets it. Bacon is 9-8 and eight on the season. Would love to rally here. They were down 7-2 to two in the last at-bat the other night. Got to make it 7-3, and the Basers have loaded a chance to tie the game. The tying run at the plate runs successful there, but now they got a walk, so runners at first and third as Kyan Pope walks with one out. Needs six runs, need several more base runners, but slowly but surely Bacon got something going here. Jake Mercer, the center fielder, one for two in the night, an RBI infield single in the second, grounded out the third in the fifth, or the fourth, excuse me. Here's a ground ball back to the pitcher, past the pitcher, and into center field, bounced off a of second base. Just the corner of it. Here's the throw into third, not in time. And into second base is Jake Mercer. 
Moving over to third is Kyan Pope. So now runners at second and third and only one out here in the bottom of the sixth inning of a 7-2 game now as Bacon gets another run. That run is going to be charged to Josh Kersell. Jake Mercer, the single, RBI single, advanced to second on the throw. Well, high drama here at Zahn in the bottom of the sixth. Finn Scott steps in. Pitch high and inside. Does not have an official at bat tonight. If I got it right in my scorecard, he's got two walks. walks. Yeah. Looking to come through in a big way here. Could play a couple, put his team back in this one. Here's the pitch from Brownfield. Here's a ground ball, base hit, one hopper past the shortstop. Coming around to score is Pope and Mercer, and it's seven to four. Joseph Kuhn and company leading Bacon, but Bacon with three runs here in the bottom of the sixth inning. And as always, in the last three outs, as I said, are the most difficult to get. These teams are not going quietly. We'll see if we have another pitching change here. And how about that? The number nine hitter, Finn Scott, as you mentioned, Michael, after a couple of walks coming up through with a big two RBI double when his team needed it the most. That's just great to see. Two run double there. He's in scoring position with only one out. Yeah, the on-deck batter, Cameron Murphy, now represents the tying run. Down six runs with three outs to go. Bacon, things looked a little bleak for them. But they have rallied once again for the second straight night to make things interesting at least. About the tying run to the plate, down five runs going to the bottom of the sixth inning the other night, or top of the sixth inning the other night. Rallied. Got with high run to the plate. We're unsuccessful there. But now, runner in scoring position down three. Fouled off to the right, nearly out of play, but off the screen. Nice job by Pankow coming up, swinging right away. Got to love that aggressive batting. Single in the first. Popped out to the pitcher in the second. Reach base in the fifth. Here's the pitch. Fouled off, just gets a piece. 0-2 the count. Wyatt Brownfield desperately wants a strikeout here with the runner down at second base. Team only up three runs. Joseph Kuhn and company has been in complete control this entire night. Again, two runs on four hits in the first, four runs on five hits in the second, one more run in the fifth. Never been threatened by Bacon until now. Here's the pitch. Lined up in the center field for a base hit. They're going to hold the runner at third. Pankow just crushes the ball back into center field for a base hit. Runners at first and third now, and as Tim mentioned, Murphy will be the tying run, and he indeed is the tying run with two runners aboard. Anything can happen in Little League Baseball. Three-run game here in the bottom of the sixth inning, one out. Pressure is ratcheting it up with each pitch for Joseph Kuhn and company. Popped up off the screen. Again, Murphy being aggressive, swinging at that first pitch. Did it stay up there? It stayed in the top of the screen, the little overhang. Well, now we've seen everything. Uh, that baseball is not going to be out of there right now, and you got to throw a baseball at it to get it out of there. It's not going to come out on its own, at least. Here's the pitch from Brownfield to Murphy. Ground ball, base hit to right field between first and second. One run around the score. And that's going to be all. One run scores to make it seven to five with two runners aboard. Pankow now at second base is Cam Murphy with an RBI single. Bacon rallying once again. And Wyatt Brownfield looks like another pitching change here. 
at Coach Jim Riley coming out to talk to his team. We'll see what he decides to do here. So Pankow at second base, Murphy at first base, just pushed it to the right side, went with the pitch. Good piece of hitting there, just took with the pitcher, gave him, didn't try to pull the baseball. And we do have a pitching change for Joseph Kuhn and company. Looks like it's Claudney, J.D. Claudney, number 10. J.D. Claudney up on the hill now with his team only up two runs. Wyatt Brownfield unable to get the job done for Joseph Kuhn and company. So Josh Kersell started this inning, got the first out. And Wyatt Brownfield was not able to get any other outs. So another pitching change. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get you set for this one. Will Joseph Kuhn and company finish this off? Or a bacon rally all the way from six runs down to start the bottom of the six? We'll find out. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the first federal and Pella window store Little League matchup here on DWS. We got drama here at Zahn Park in Champaign. Welcome back, Little League Baseball here on DWS. I'm Michael Kaiser alongside Tim Dittman. Bottom of the sixth inning. So far, Bacon and Van Buskirk has rallied for four runs. It was seven to one, Joseph Kuhn and company to start this bottom of the sixth inning. Coons has only been able to get one out so far here in the bottom of the sixth, but four runs have crossed the plate. Cade Cox coming up, a chance to do some major damage. He hits one over the fence. Bacon will be having an incredible win. Fouled off. Had a home run cut there, kind of shaking his right hand a little bit. But if he puts one over the fence, it'll be one of the most incredible comeback wins that I've ever seen doing Little League Baseball in nearly 10 years. This is the guy you want, the big power hitter, and he's over 3 looking to break out in the worst way. Ball in the dirt. Five hits in the inning, if I've got, got that right in my score sheet, I believe. Four runs on five hits. There's a foul back behind us. So Walter Pankow's down at second base. Cam Murphy down at first base. One ball, two strike count on Cade Cox. 0 for 3 on the night. Base hit here would make it a one-run game. Incredible rally from Bacon. Can it finish it off? Here's a pop-up on the infield. Second baseman coming on and secures the ball. Isaiah Allen with a huge, huge catch there on the pop-up in the infield. And he is fired up out there, yelling at his teammates, saying, let's go. Rightfully so. Big second out there. All you got to do now is worry about the batter, and you end your season on a win if you're Joseph Kuhn. Pop out to the second baseman. Jake Miller. Steps in left-handed hit, foul ball down the first baseline. Gio Pulliam, coach for Bacon down at first base. One of the coaches for that team. Jake Miller looking for his first hit. He did walk in the third, so he has been on base tonight. Needs a big hit here. And he was hit by a pitch, so the bases are gonna be loaded. What a situation here for Bacon and Van Buskirk. This will be the 10th man to bat in the inning. Ollie Brando had a single and a run scored to lead off this inning. So Ollie, a base hit here will tie it. A double, he would clear the bases potentially. Are we going to have another pitching change? 
This is like, what is Tony LaRusso out here tonight? He's going to talk to his pitcher. Going to bring the whole infield in. Good call. Get everyone on the same page. Outfielders getting together as well. So hit by pitch. Jake Miller on at first base. Cam Murphy moves up to second. Walter Pankow over to the third. And Joseph Kuhn and company no longer in control of this game in any way. They do have two outs to his Coons. But all it takes is one base hit through the infield. And this game is tied depending on how hard it hit. It is, it is hit and where the outfielders are at. A ball in the gap is going to win this game for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Again, if you're just joining us, it was 7-1 to one coming into this bottom of the sixth inning. Joseph Kuhn and company has been able to get two outs but given up four runs in the process. Here's a line drive into right field. Right fielder comes on. He can't get there. It gets by. It rolls all the way to the wall. Here's Pankow for one. Cam Murphy for two. Here comes the third run, and that's it. Jake Miller scores, and it clears the bases, and that's it. Bacon and Van Buskirk wins the game on a bases-clearing double from Ollie Brando. What an incredible come-from-behind win. Seven to run, seven runs here in the bottom of the sixth inning, and Joseph Kuhn and company is in disbelief on this field right now. Sathias McCary walking off on his own to the side, grabbing his catcher's mask, shaking his head, and just what a heartbreaking week for Joseph Kuhn and company. Two late losses on walk-off hits. And Bacon and Van Buskirk has won third place. What a rally, Tim. Wow. That's why they play the game. I mean, you, you, you never know what can happen. A three-run double from Ollie Brando. So he was two for two. Ten men batted in that sixth inning. Brando two for two in that inning with a run scored and three RBIs to drive in the winning three runs for Bacon and Van Busker. Trailed seven to one starting the bottom of the sixth inning. Coons has been in control this entire night. Scored six runs in the first two innings. Led seven to one for some time. But Bacon rallies and wins the game 8-7 here at Zahn Park in Champaign. An incredible third-place game. Championship game still to come between two tremendous teams. So it's gonna it's already a great night here at Zahn Park. Could get even better when the champion is crowned later on tonight. Stay with us. We'll recap this game and get you ready for the next game. This is Little League Baseball. First Federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. Welcome back to Zahn Park in Champaign. What an incredible, amazing come-from-behind win for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Those kids will remember that game for a long, long time, trailing 7-1, to one, looking like Bacon was going to finish the season in fourth place. Nothing to sneeze at, still a great finish to the season. But Bacon rallies for seven runs in the bottom of the sixth inning to win the game 8-7. to seven. Ollie Brando with a walk-off three-run double, bases-clearing double into the right field at corner, and he just crushed that baseball, and the left fielder, right fielder for Gabe Shaw for Coons had no chance to get to that baseball and get it back in in time to win the game. It would have saved game. If he could have gotten to it, it could have saved the game, but Coons loses this one 8-7 to seven in dramatic fashion, and a tough week for Coon, Joseph Coon and company losing on the last hitter. T.J. Woods came around to score to win that game 3-2 to two on Monday night. 
And they lose this game 8-7 to seven after being in control the entire time. But still a great, great game here tonight. Yeah, both teams play hard. I mean, they, they have nothing to hang their heads about. It's just sometimes, you know, the ball bounces one way and, and uh, you know, it doesn't go in your favor. Um, give all the credit in the world to Joseph Kuhn. I mean, they played a heck of a postseason. Give credit as well to Bacon. I mean, they didn't give up. They rallied and, and had a heck of a bottom of the sixth inning. You could tell they were on the precipice of, of breaking out all night. And, and we mentioned earlier in the ballgame, not a ton of hard-hit balls on both sides, but well-placed balls. And, and that was evident in that final hit. It was just tailing away, as you mentioned, toward the foul line down the first base side. And the placement was just right to where it got by Bob out in right field, made it all the way to the wall or at least track and that allowed all three runs to come in and score just uh, a dramatic finish but a very well played game on both sides absolutely is the the fans here were roaring for bacon and van buskirk thinking this one was over thinking they were not going to win the game but bacon comes out here victorious eight to seven over joseph kuhn and company here tonight to secure third place so bacon the four seed finishes in third place here kuhn will finish in fourth place here in 2019 in the Twin City Tournament. Uh, just could not find the pitcher there in the end to get that last out. I mean, it's three last, that three, last three outs are always the toughest to get, and Joseph Kuhn and company could not get it. Well, next up, Tim, is the championship game. Dodds and first federal. We'll take a break and come back for that one. Uh, but just uh, it's an exciting night. It's only going to get even more exciting as we, as we close things out here in a little bit later. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Set uh, a high bar that first game. Yeah, it definitely did. The champ, whoever to crown the champion tonight definitely has a high bar to reach here as we move in. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and get you ready for the championship game. It's Dodds, 15-1, first federal, 15-2, a combined 30-3 record. Should be a great one. Stay with us. You're listening to the first federal and Pella Window Store Little League matchup here on DWS. The first federal Pella Window Store Little League matchup on Newstalk 1400 DWS has been brought to you by First Federal Savings Bank, serving Champaign County since 1908. And by Pella Window Store, proudly supplying Pella windows and doors for the past 50 years to East Central Illinois. A podcast of tonight's game will soon be available at our website, WDWS.com. Your home for the best in local sports coverage is Newstalk 1400. WDWS Champaign-Urbana, a News Gazette media station. 